Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the series called Deep Dive Into the Life of a Social Media Entrepreneur series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I am kicking off the first summer month with a deeper look into what goes on into the life of a social media entrepreneur, the work balance lifestyle, the mentality of someone working in social media, what happens during client content shoot days, and more. In this episode called A Deep Dive into a Social Media Entrepreneur's Mental Health, I talk about how social media affects our mental health from a marketer's standpoint, how to deal with constantly being online as a creator and an entrepreneur, where I've seen growth from a professional perspective, and more. But before I dive into today's podcast episode, I have to do a life recap first. This past week compared to last week's shorter week definitely felt like a drag. I think since Tuesday, it's felt like I've been dragging my feet and finishing tasks at a much slower pace. Anyone else feel that way too, or was that just me? But some of the things that make the long weeks worth it are these fun opportunities that I'm grateful to be a part of here in New York City. As most of you know, and if you're new, welcome, I'm a serial planner. I keep a physical calendar with me where I jot down all my meeting dates, appointments, social events, dinners, race days, you name it. I have everything written down because that's what keeps me sane. That's what helps me stay organized in a job that is constantly evolving with last minute projects, meetings, etc. Without writing everything down, I'm almost positive I wouldn't be able to move at the pace I do right now. But back to my point. Every Sunday evenings, I like to end the night planning out my new week. I'll start with Mondays and write out everything I have going on. With work, my marathon training schedule, appointments, what needs to be posted for my clients, client deadlines, content shoot days, all in order. And then I'll move on to Tuesday and so forth. So this past week, I had a couple of fun events planned from weeks to months out. Whenever it's the day of an event, I get so excited for numerous reasons. The first being, I love learning about new brands, new perspectives, and visiting new sites. For one of the days, I was invited to work out with Sweat 440 which represents four sections in 40 minutes. I had never done a workout class like this before, where there isn't really a trainer on the floor with you to lead, but you're working out in a group, but at your own pace, if that makes sense. You follow a screen that gives you instructions on the exercise move, and you're assigned a group with, within your large group of where to begin your exercise, and then with the timer, you move on to the next section. It's an interesting and cool concept, really. I'm pretty sure I was working a side of my arm that I don't typically work, and I got really excited with one of the dumbbell sets, and I was like really into the workout, the music, all of it. I was like in the zone. And the reason why I know I don't typically work that area of my arm is because it's been sore for two days straight now. 
Do you ever have one of those workouts where you decide to be spontaneous and try a workout you don't normally do? And then the next day, you're reminded of it due to the muscle soreness? Yeah, same. It's like every time I move my left arm, I'm reminded of that challenging workout class. That's definitely one way to remember the experience. Anyway, that was an interesting group fitness class. If you're in New York City or Miami, I believe they have a location there. I'd recommend trying it out. I can get picky with group fitness classes because I like to up my intensity for certain types of workouts, and this allowed me to move at my own pace. As for the next event, I had the opportunity to attend a media preview for the restoration of the J.P. Morgan Library here in New York City. The opening of the garden marks the end of a multi-year project that restores the exterior of one of the finest examples of neoclassical architecture in the United States and the historical heart of the Morgan. For those of you interested in visiting, the garden opens Saturday, June 18th. Visitors will be able to relax and enjoy New York City's newest green space throughout the day during Saturdays in the Garden, which will be included with museum admission. I'd love to know if this is something you're interested in checking out. Moving right along, if you asked me how I'm doing in life, I'd say I'm doing great, especially now that my schedule is changing up a bit. Since I'm waking up at 5.30 a.m., every day for marathon training. I found that I'm getting sleepy and tired earlier. Go figure. I mean, it makes complete sense. And I make it a goal to be in bed by 10 p.m. every night. And some nights are successful. Other nights, eh, not so much. One thing is for sure, my appetite has definitely increased with the amount of exercise and running I've added onto my days. I tried making a different rendition of the superhero muffins I eat for digestion and stamina, and they were a flop. Maybe I should just stick to my go-to recipe instead. Just maybe. I feel like that's about enough of a life recap for this past week, so let's get into the episode. Okay, put yourself in my shoes. You're a social media manager, you run 5 plus social media accounts for your clients, Your days consist of waking up and checking all social accounts for activity, DMs, unanswered questions, and comments. You're at your desk confirming the day's scheduled posts, going over copy, triple checking the content before it goes live. Now put yourself in my shoes. You're a social media consultant. You have scheduled one hour consultation meetings throughout your weekly schedule. You're revising the content calendar, making edits to the spreadsheet with a copy and keywords, and going through the client's analytics for review. Let's do one more. You're a social media content creator. You are making sure your camera equipment and devices are all charged before you pack them into your backpack. You're tracking the subway times to ensure you're not late to your content shoot location. You're spending an hour plus shooting content for your client, going over strategy and direction, and then coming home to edit all the content from the shoot. You're spending countless hours on a screen editing photos and videos. If I asked you this question, does hearing this POV, point of view, 
make you think twice of wanting to work in social media? What would you say? This isn't me downplaying what I do for work. Trust me, I love it entirely. But there are some days where I'm just beat from exhaustion, just from running around taking photos and videos of one client. Just one. And it's that very thing that makes me question working in social media constantly. I question the sustainability and future of this type of role. Social media is not going away. It can't. It plays a huge role into our human lives, personally and professionally. So with that in mind, how can we as social media marketers continue to be present and be mindful of our mental health as we navigate this unpredictable road ahead? I can't give you a solution to all of that, but I can tell you one thing that has been a tremendous lift off my shoulders. Life before an assistant. Let me tell you, that was tough. That is what caused my panic attacks because I was trying to do everything and take everything on. And it was that one specific panic attack that drew me to the realization I needed help. The most difficult part of hiring wasn't adding someone to my team, but more so giving up that control of doing everything. What prevented me several times from even sending out that hiring post was the fear of letting someone else in and do the work that you've grown so comfortable doing yourself. I felt stuck. I didn't want to give up control, but I needed help. But what was even scarier was continuing at the pace I was trying to juggle all the client's social platforms, my own, and even this podcast. It was taking me down a risky path that didn't have a promising ending. But one of my clients gave me great advice. You can't see growth if you don't give up control. And he was right. I'm so grateful for my current assistant, Reina, who is so loyal and dedicated. I love that she treats my clients like they are hers and puts the same amount of time and effort into the work that I feared would always be my own tasks. I see our accomplishments as our wins, not just mine. And that is the beauty of building a team. I used to think that doing everything and being great at it was a unique and outstanding trait to have. It is, don't get me wrong, but just like sprinting the first half of a marathon, you're bound to burn out. And with that mentality, I would shrug off the idea of hiring someone to help me. And that's where I started to see growth from a professional perspective. Growth isn't always about taking on new clients or adding on more to your plate. Sometimes growth can be the little things, like seeing a change of heart towards needing assistance, or giving up that fear of trusting someone to do the work your client trusts you to accomplish. I've even seen growth in the way I respond to professional matters. I used to react irrationally and instantly, instead of taking the time to really think things through, processing it, and setting aside the thoughts of how this or that affected me and see it from someone else's perspective. The beauty of running your own business is you're bound to find new learning curves every single day. Last year, my sister and I were in Cancun for the very first time. 
We had booked an excursion to go scuba diving in the coral reefs off Cozumel, and it was definitely an experience I'll never forget. When you're scuba diving in the ocean, it's easy to panic at any given moment. The number one rule of scuba diving is to breathe continuously and never hold your breath. You have to learn how water pressure affects you the deeper you go, how to equalize your airspace as you go down, such as blowing gently against your pinched nostrils, when to use your BCD, etc. And all at the same time, you're swimming at the bottom of the ocean. I learned quickly that the more you panic, the harder it is to breathe and your body starts reacting in an uncontrollable way. And this reminds me of how I view always being online as a social media strategist, manager, consultant, and creator. The more I panic and stress out about creating, editing, scheduling, and posting on social media, the more my mind starts reacting in an uncontrollable way. Working in social media is a constant cycle of many things. You have the comparison game from creators to entrepreneurs to athletes to friends and strangers that you've never met on the internet. You have the apps itself constantly evolving and encouraging you to never settle for one type of strategy. You have to play devil's advocate for anything you want to say on social media because the world is so sensitive and anything you say can be perceived the wrong way. And all at the same time, you have to be online and active for your clients, followers, and your own because social media does not stop. Scuba diving is like meditating underwater. It's about getting your breathing under control and mentally overcoming your thoughts. Your mind can easily turn that switch to panic mode because you're not used to the environment. But it's amazing to know how freeing it can also be once you're able to control the mind. And that's how I approach social media. You're in the environment at all times. Instead of trying to figure out how to free myself from the deep waters, I figure out how I can train myself mentally to remain calm, to get my breathing under control. Once I'm used to the environment and the playing field of social media, the panic mode switches off. It can actually be freeing, just like diving in the water. Are there days where I wish I could just deactivate everything and go off the grid for some time? Absolutely. But will I ever, as a social media strategist and entrepreneur? Absolutely not. Why? Because instead of running from the environment that has its challenges, I'm learning to grow within it, to acknowledge it is difficult, and rightfully so, and still a challenge that can be overcome. Your turn. How has social media affected your mental health? How are you working to overcome it? Feel free to send me an email at grace at gracefullymade.com. The email is in the show description. Or send me a DM at bygracely on Instagram. (music) 
Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another episode into the deep dive into the life of a social media entrepreneur series. This time, I'll be walking you through my day, in particular, as a social media strategist and what my work-life balance looks like. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!